I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome back to an all-new special episode of Nerd Alert. Uh, this week is a very special episode, a very special episode, where the doc finds out why he shouldn't take piggyback rides from the creepy bicycle salesman downstairs. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Will Jay get over his addiction to caffeine pills? Find out tonight at night. <laughs> Not that kind of special. So we're, we're dusting off an oldie but a goodie. So if you've been a long-time listener to the Top Nerdy Timmy Network, you might remember a little show we used to do back in the day called I'd Watch That. Where essentially, the Doc and I would get together and pitch a movie to each other that we would love to see. Uh, something that, you know, why haven't they made this yet? We should make this. This would be awesome. Let's make this. So we'd get together and we'd basically break a story. Uh, we'd pitch ideas we have. We'd try to put them together into a narrative. And by the end of the episode, have a basic three plot or three act structure uh, for what could be a cool movie. We did stuff like uh, a Deathstroke movie. Uh, what else did we do? SWAT Cats. SWAT Cats. Fuck, I remember that. Yeah. Because so... it was like a 3D Dreamworks CGI animation. Type. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Illumination. Uh, so, we're dusting off that concept, because there's a movie that the Doc and I are dying to see, and I don't think it's gonna happen. And I really thought that they'd fill this story in somewhere in, like, a novel or a comic book or something, and it feels like it's just never gonna happen. So, rather than us just talking about it, we're gonna go ahead and just do it. Uh, so if you listen to our special episode, the, um, State of Jurassic Park episode... You know where this is going because we talked about it then. We've talked about it multiple times throughout the show. But we're really going to dive into it today. So, we're talking about Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. It's, it's a franchise we both love. Franchise we both grew up on. Uh, we, you know, better or worse, love the, the franchise. There's some, there's some shit out there. But there's some great stuff. And we feel like the franchise, it's still got something in the tank, you know? There's still some cool stories to be told in this universe. The in-between quill. Exactly. That's what we're doing today. So, if you saw Jurassic World, forget Fallen Kingdom, because we're going to. Uh, if you saw Jurassic <laughs> World, you know it functions essentially as a direct sequel to Jurassic Park. Uh, it doesn't necessarily contradict anything from Lost World Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park 3, but it does not directly reference any of that stuff. 
Which brings us to sort of the topic we have today. So in that universe, at some point, after the accident in the park in 93, Engine got brought out by the Mizrani Corporation. They put it all back together, opened a new park, and it's up and running and been fine. Well, that's cool. We, we like Jurassic World, but it raised a lot of questions uh, for nerds like us. So, the movie we really want, the story we're dying to see is, as the doc called it, the in-between quote. How did we get from the end of Jurassic Park, where we watched Hammond and the survivors take off on a helicopter, to the beginning of Jurassic World, where the park has been up and running for years and it's at capacity and people are already getting bored by dinosaurs brought back to life. How did we get from, from A to B there? So this is going to be like A.1. Uh, this is the in-between quote. Uh, we don't really have a title yet, but I have some suggestions. Okay. Jurassic Park Aftermath. Ooh. Jurassic Park, the not terrible one. I like that okay. one. Okay. That's, okay. that's the winner. That's okay. That is the winner. <laughs> Jurassic Park, still not as good as the first. Jurassic Park, the cash grab. Jurassic Park... The flamethrower? Yes. There you go. Jurassic Park. This is Jurassic Park the flamethrower. Sounds now, good. Uh, we'll come up with a title later. But, so basically how this is going to work is we're going to pitch ideas off each other. We're going to take the ones we like. We're going to change them, adapt them. And we're going to loosely stick them together into a three-act structure. I have an opening. I did too. Give me yours. Okay. You got... It's This is going to be full of so many movie tropes, it's going to make you sick. But it's a great way to open it, because we're going to throw in some things, and you, people will be like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. Raining. You look down, top-down shot. Rain. Black umbrellas surrounding a casket. Right? Just zoom in on the casket, right? Hello, darkness, my old friend is yeah. playing silently in the background. Right. You know, all the tropes, all the classic <laughs> movie tropes for a funeral. And then, boom, cut to, uh, I have his name here, uh, Irfan Khan as Masrani, standing next to Joseph Mazzello, who played Tim. Mm -hmm. Right? Standing there, it's John Hammond's funeral. I was just saying now, is this is this young Tim? Is this no, is like, this the actor now? I would say if anything, you could take the actor now, or maybe even de-age him a little okay, bit because he's in his like mid thirties now. Right, you could de-age him. You could maybe put him somewhere because let's see, let's say he was are we gonna ten? I think he's ten or eleven in, in the first movie. Okay, are, so are, then we, are we pulling a, a Dark Fate where we just have like a CGI version of that exact character from the first movie? No. Okay. No, it's okay. Him, like him, or you know what I mean. You could get him, you could de-age him down to say... Now he's in his, like, mid-20s? Yeah, 20s, okay. Okay. right? Okay. So let's say it's, like, you know, 10 years, so that would put us in 2003. Okay. So that's a good spot, because okay. I think yeah. Jurassic World came out in 13 or 12. That I'll I didn't have written I'll down. I'll look it up. But, I think it was 15. Okay, so basically, like, 10 years in between the two. Okay. So, like, a nice yeah. midpoint. Yeah. Okay? And it's just uh, Masrani and... Uh, Tim standing Tim. next to him and Tim looks at Mizrani and says I just need you to get her Jurassic Park the cash grab get who exactly okay right okay okay 
I'm you intrigued know? by that. I want to know where you're going. Okay. I want you to listen to mine, because I think ours might work together. Okay. Open. Black screen. Titles pop in. You've got the same music from the beginning of the first one. That... Uh, boom. Yeah. Island Nublar. 1993. We hear uh, the final dialogue from Jurassic Park 1 and see a chopper take off from the island. Camera pans down. We see a boat moving fast, serious-looking guys armed for big game. Reach land, make their way from the docks to a garage, steal a vintage Jurassic Park Jeep, because it's still 1993, uh, follow a road through the Jurassic Park gate, the big iconic, you know, what are they keeping there, King Kong? Through the gate. Stop suddenly. They get out of the Jeep to discover a broken road sign. They lift it up. It says, East Dock. The arrow, spinning around. See where I'm going with this? You know where I'm going with this. They get out of the Jeep. Let's go, uh, sorry. Uh, voice says, I see tracks. They go off-road. The leader exits the Jeep. Looks uncomfortable. <clears throat> Fan out. Move fast. The clock is ticking. Team sweeps through the jungle, holding an electric device that clicks, indicating a, a direction. Leader, I've got a signal. We're close. We come to a small clearing spot, a hill, with the Jurassic Park Jeep and a tow cable running down the hill to the bottom with their uh, title around a tree. They look inside and see blood everywhere. A ripped up yellow Jurassic Park rain jacket hangs off the jacket door, or the Jeep door. It's Nedry. We've got Nedry here. I like that throwback. Yeah, that's good. Over here, too, says another voice as we see a ripped up bloody Hawaiian shirt. Leader looks at Tracker. Uh, signal is, I can't read my own handwriting, it's within 10 meters, uh, storm may have covered it up. Leader follows the tracker to a mud pile, starts digging. I hate getting my hands dirty, you fat, stupid, incompetent. Trails off in his speech as he strikes Paydirt, a blue Barbasol shaving cream can. Continue dialogue. Beautiful son of a bitch. This is Dotson, oh, I'm sorry, pulls out a sat phone, uh, dials. This is Dotson, we found it. Embryo's intact. Camera moves tight as he unscrews the top to reveal all 15 embryos still intact. Camera continues to the door of the Jeep. The Jurassic Park logo fades to black, but the logo stays. The word aftermath, sorry, I mean flamethrower, fades in. I think they could work together. So what... Rewatching both movies. Yeah. The thing that has always stuck in my craw. That goddamn Barbasol can. Uh -huh. Such a big deal in the first movie is made out of it. And they even give, they literally build in a ticking clock. He, he has, uh, oh shit, what is it, 17 hours or 27 72 hours? 72 hours. 72 hours. Uh, enough coolant inside to get them off. Uh, so I thought it would be awesome if we're going to do an in-between cool. And I'm not saying the whole movie is going to be set on the island taken care. Because it, 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 at one point I did think of the whole movie just being Dotson and the team trying to find the Barbasol can. But I was like, no, let's let's cut to the exciting part of that. Because I have, um, that's just the, the, the prologue. The rest of my movie takes place about, I think I had mine in 2005. But it, it could easily be 2003, it could be the same timeline. But what I wanted was to pay off that Barbasol can from the first movie with the embryos intact. To pay off the whole idea that the books get into that the movies don't even fucking touch. Which is that InGen is not the only company working on this technology. 
So I wanted the uh, the prologue to tie directly back into the first Jurassic Park, and then jump ahead. And my whole payoff for the Barbasol can, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I want to tell you what my whole thought process was so we can work work them in together. Uh, my whole thought process was, so we fast forward Biosyn, which is the name of the company Dotson works for in the novels. I don't think it ever comes out in the movies. They've had these embryos for the same amount of time. They've reverse engineered the technology. So the reason we have to suddenly go back to the park, clean it up, and get a park up and running is because there's a new clock ticking, which is we're not the only ones with this technology anymore. We're in an arms race over dinosaurs now. If InGen doesn't get out ahead of this, Biosyn is going to beat him to punch. Okay. Okay. What, what do you got? I, I got. Roll we got. To, we can tie this it. in. We can I love tie it. this in. I love it. Okay. Your your opening. Yes. Right? Dotson. The only change I would make is this. Dotson pulls it open and he's like, yes, and he's circling it, and the only one that's cracked. And not viable is the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. So then we cut to Rain, Black Umbrellas, Tim and Masrani standing next to each other. Right? Later on, Tim and Masrani standing yep. next to each other. And Masrani says, you know we're not the only ones in the game. And Tim says, yes, but we're the only ones that have her. I love that. I was going to have like a boardroom scene to kind of set the scale, but having it at the funeral works even better. I just wanted some Mizrani in there somewhere to, to cover that. Yeah. Cause that's, we get very little in Jurassic World about the, the in-between time. All yeah. we know for certain is the Mizrani Corporation buys out InGen. They build Jurassic World. And then, see, then people who are, people who are you know, actually paying attention and notice that the T-Rex embryo is not viable... And then Tim says, "All but we're the only ones with her." They go, "Wait a minute, right?" Right. Okay. So that was my. You could tie those two scenes those together. Those together, perfect. Yeah. And then, um, so what I had is, and I like yours better because the, the the funeral is more dramatic anyway. Or it could even be the funeral and they walk to a car. This is like a conversation in a limo or something yeah. at the funeral. Uh, I had a boardroom meeting. Uh, we learned Ms. Ronnie's about InGen. Uh, Miss Ronnie and Dr. Wu are at a meeting. They've learned that Biosyn, a rival company, has made major pros- progress in the clothing. Um, Miss Ronnie suspects an inside leak but has a plan. Wants to commission an, an effort to recapture dinos and open the park back up before the rivals cash in. Got it. Okay. Instead of... So when Tim says, we're the only one that has her, Miss Ronnie says, not yet, but we will. You know what I mean? So now we're setting I like up. It. Okay. I like it. Um, so our in, in, in my idea for the story, and in, in we'll, we'll roll with it, um, a survey team was sent out in 1994. This is where I wanted to cover the gap a bit. Yeah. Uh, be, between some plot threads left from the first movie and things that just never get addressed again. Uh, and this was on the Jurassic World website. I'm not sure if it's actually canon in anything, but it made sense. So we reveal that in 94, about a year after the incident, meaning the first movie, a survey team was sent because they, they had noticed the animals didn't die off like we thought they would. So they sent a survey team, uh, and Dr. Wu suspects the Lysine contingency failed because, and this is an answer that I hadn't even thought of, but it's kind of within the movie itself. 
Um, so first of all, we have the stupid answer that they gave in the second movie that the the herbivores eat the plants and the then the carnivores eat the herbivores. And we talked about that in the last show that like by the time they metabolize it all, it wouldn't work. but anyway, anyway, here's what really sticks out, and it still leaves us with a slight plot thread, but I think it covers enough. So in the movie itself, in Jurassic Park, they talk about uh, all the dinosaurs were originally supposed to be bred to be female. And there's sequence gaps in their DNA. They fill in those sequence gaps with DNA from frogs, which backfires on them because the species of frogs they used has the ability to spontaneously change yep. sex, which is why we end up with female dinos, which is why we end up with a second generation of dinos yeah. who would not have the lysine deficiency because that's not a genetic thing you pass on. Without the tampering of the, the scientists, the second generation would not have that defect at all. Yeah. So the only kind of plot thread is is the original T-Rex still how to overcome that. But every other dinosaur we can just write off as this is the second generation of dinosaurs. They don't have that. Uh, which is why you know, we can build the survey team in and we can, we can work that information in. But uh, the basic plan they outline is recapturing and securing assets on the island. Building a new structure on the island. Um, something we can keep or lose, but I thought it was an interesting tidbit. Again, from the Jurassic World website, uh, which is all promotion for the movie, may or may not really be canon. They talk about transferring every dinosaur from Site B to Island Nublar in advance of the opening of Jurassic World. So they do address Site B exists, and they do address why we never see it again. It's just we never hear about it on screen. And then Phase 3, Open Park, Phase 4, Money. Uh, time is of the essence because we're not the only uh, not the only game in town. We follow the recapturing team. Uh, they set up HQ in the ruins of the command center because this is 2003, 2005. Uh, enough time has passed that the buildings will be falling apart and the vegetation will yeah. be taking over. Yeah. Um, power should still work because it's geothermal like Site B. Um, at least, and this is something else I picked up on um, that Jurassic Park shows us, but they would never hear about it again. At the end of Jurassic Park, the three grown raptors are all dead. But there is still at least one live raptor, because Grant holds one in his hand as it hatches. I went back and counted the eggs. There's nine raptor eggs. So even though the big three are still dead, there, there's nine raptors that would have yeah. survived the birthing process to then go on and have a second generation of raptors. Um, so I think that's about all I have. So I'm throwing a lot of information, but what do yeah. you what do you, what do you think? So what what I had in mind was just basically to me the to me the focus of my in between goal was going to be on capturing the t-rex okay because that's the only one that we actually know for a fact from the is movie the website is the original okay and they they and the hardest to and i think that's perfect because what, what that lets us do is we have an a story and the b story yeah we have the story of the entire uh recapture process and sending the team in yeah. We had the moment where they walk back into the visitor center, get the power up and running. But then our, our main thread can be specifically the team sent in to get the T Rex. Yeah. And like, I, we, could, we could even have the initial phase done of we've sent people in. Yeah. They've already started the recapturing process, so we can have like the temporary storage pens. So here's what okay. I thought. Okay, okay, okay. So I thought that after we have our opening, right, we have to assemble a, like an elite team. Yes. Right? And one of my elite team members was somebody who got a lot of screen time, who got a name, and then had an unceremonious death 
in Jurassic World. And I want to go back to that person. Okay? And that person was uh, Hamada. Played by Brian T. Who's also in... um, I think he is in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. As the main antagonist. But Hamada is the guy who walks up and is like looking on his wrist thing. And then the the blood drops. Right? And I'm like, okay... He's important enough that he got a name. Like, I know others had names, but like, and they focused on him. Who is this guy? So I wanted to go back and bring him back in as, as the, the, the head, head of, of it. Asset and so he's the one that they get. And like, we're going to build a team of elite people so we can get him a backstory. I like that. So here's here's what I had. So think like, you ever seen the movie Green Zone? I have not. Okay. So think like... Jurassic Park, the island, is now basically a DMZ. Yeah. There's a green zone that's safe to go in because we've recaptured the herbivores. What's left is rounding up the carnivores. So we, our, our team gets there, and it's sort of like walking into a war zone. We have a temporary HQ set up. We have temporary holding pens set up. Construction crews are starting to come in to build what will become Jurassic World, but we're not there yet. We still have to secure the most dangerous uh, of assets. So Hamada can essentially be the base commander. He's the guy in charge of the asset containment crew who's there running the base. Within that, we have our main crew of characters who are there specifically for that T-Rex. And here's, I don't have names, but I just had basically character types. Okay. Our number one is our big game hunter. Who, I don't know how yet, but I really, really want some connection to Muldoon. Brother, partner, hunting buddy. Nephew. Okay. Nephew. Okay. It's, and it's his. So Muldoon was John Hammond's guy in his African. He was the, the game warden. The game warden. Yeah. In the, okay. So then he gets sent to Jurassic Park to be the game warden there. And it's not his brother's son because it would be, make sense to have the brother. It's a sister. Okay. So the sister's son is, and his last name isn't Muldoon. Right. So that's how he, like, they would be. Very, I feel like Mizrani would be like, eh. They wouldn't hire another Muldoon to go right. in. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay. So okay. he has a different last name, but it's the nephew, and he's got, so he knows, like, all this stuff because he heard of it, heard it from his, even though his mom probably signed a confidentiality agreement, confidentiality agreement, he knows it because his mom told him stories, and he learned, you know. Uncle Robert. Was sending information back home to mom. Ooh, yeah. Just in case. Just in case. Was complaining to mom about how Hammond wasn't treating the Raptors with enough respect and how something was going to go bad. And he heard, he remembers these stories. And then, see, because then we can he grew, tie in the Raptors. And we can even fill in a backstory for Muldoon a bit where maybe he ran a big game hunting park in Africa or somewhere, but then left that to come to Jurassic Park. And the nephew took over. Took over the yeah, big game hunting. Or, or worked there. And, and, yeah. and so he's got that experience. Um, I've also got, because it's Jurassic Park and you have to have one paleontologist. Yep. Even though we know it's a field of study, not a science. Calm down, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes for one. Um, uh, this paleontologist, I would have, uh, so I talked about uh, a survey team that went to see what was going on with the island. This paleontologist was part of that original survey team. So they've seen the animals. But it's been 10 years since even they've been on the island. So the what, what they saw and what's on the island now... Might not necessarily be the same because they've had a whole ten years to run wild on the island. Name just fan service 
name drop time. He's from the Grant Foundation. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I can like, dig that. So here's something else I picked up on rewatching Jurassic Park that I've never noticed in my however many 30 years of watching Jurassic Park. Okay, you remember Lost World, right? Yeah. The paleontologist, girlfriend of Grant. What's her name? Of, um... No, of Muldoon. Oh, or, of, uh, of uh, Ian, Ian's girlfriend. Yeah, Ian's girlfriend. Isn't it Sarah? Sarah? Sarah Harding. Yeah. Do you remember the name? Dr. Harding. Yeah, of the vet from the first movie yeah. is Dr. Harding. Yeah. So this person has to be named Harding. That's its tradition. Okay. Has to be. Dr. Whatever Harding, male, female, I don't care. Pick whoever you want. From the Grant Foundation. The Alan Grant Foundation. From the Alan Grant Foundation. Alan Grant Research Foundation. Yes. From the Raptors. <laughs> the Raptors dinosaurs. <laughs> the Dinosaurs Are Really Birds Foundation. <laughs> the Survivor of Traumatic Events Foundation. Uh, yeah. And then my last one would be a computer nerd who understands the systems of the park. Because, again, part of seeing the fun of Jurassic Park is... Systems are offline. We got to fix the system. Yeah. Whatever. So it's always good to have a computer nerd. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not opposed to Hamada joining the team too because it's his island. Damn it. I see. I want Hamada back. I want to know. Like, I want when somebody watches these in order. Mm-hmm. Right. They go Jurassic Park, then Jurassic Park Aftermath, then Jurassic World. And they're like, Oh, holy shit, Hamada! And then they're like, Oh, Hamada! You know what I mean? I like. So it. he's got plot armor through this For movie. This movie, but. Okay. You know. Okay. I like it. If there's so, not a rocket launcher involved, I'm very disappointed. I think not Muldoon has to have at some point a flask of whiskey while driving a Jeep and firing a rocket launcher. It's only you I have think that to. Needs to if we're going to take anything from the first book, we need to take that. So then I think you can, along with those three main characters and Hamada, so you have a team of four, four. and then throw in, say, four red shirts. Yeah, the rest of the asset recapture yeah. team, or yeah. whatever we want to call them. So you've got four characters, because it's a Jurassic Park movie, somebody's going to get eaten by a dinosaur. So you've got four, like I said, red shirts, Star Trek reference. To, no. You're welcome, Scott. To uh, <laughs> just toss away at some point in time. No, I like that. So so this this group, these three, come to the island, and, and we follow them, and, and they get there, and we, you know, we, see, we see a weird version of a jurassic park where the literally built around the ruins of the old park with temporary structures temporary pens and we we see our main characters like they fly in they go through the facility all this kind of stuff so we see it through their eyes and when they get to uh hamada we have we could have a voice conference call with with um is ronnie and maybe Tim's there too. Maybe Tim stayed on with the company. We just didn't know about it. I like that cameo. I like that actor. I want to see him come back. Um, where they're filling in Hamada on, here's what this team is here to do. Uh, and Hamada doesn't like it because he's, he's like, we can capture this. Just give us a chance. And like, no, you've had your time. We need this park up and running. Just work with the team. So there's already some kind of like tension there. Yeah. Here's So, I mean, we're kind of, it's kind of going to be like a, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, exposition dump it's fine but like they explain these three characters and then hamada is like well i have my own team and so then mizrani is like okay take your team with these three then and that's where these four come from is like he's like i've got my own team that yes yes we've been working on hamada's begrudging but he understands it needs to get done so he's like if you're gonna do this this is my island you're doing it my way 
I'm bringing my team in. And, and, and Mizrani is like, that's fine, but you're working together on this. Yeah. So now you have that team of eight where you, you got can, some red shirts. Yes. Red shirts. So, uh, something else I really want to see. So, so here's the, so there's our setup. We have our, our cool prologue scene that ties us right back into the first Jurassic Park. We've got the transition with setting up the, you know, we've got to get her. Uh, we've got our team put together to come in and, and recapture the T-Rex. So now we're off with our main characters onto the island. Where do we set out searching for the T-Rex first? Are we working off of old SAT scans from the t- uh, survey 10 years ago? And now we have to try to update the map. I like, I kind of like that idea of, of the paleontologist being like, well, you know, well, during the survey, the T-Rex stuck to blah, blah, blah. And Hamada being like, well, yeah, what's up? We start at the paddock. Okay. The T-Rex paddock. Okay. Um, they've, you know... So the, Jeeps are still parked there? The one's overturned and crushed? Yeah. Yeah. Down in the... And then... Big hole thrown through the fence? Yeah. And it's just like, we're going to start there because that's its home territory. Like, that's its home base. It's used to living there. That shot's going to look great in the trailer too, bro. Of the... <laughs> of that exact scene from the first Jurassic Park with their new characters walking yeah. through it? That's, that's your trailer shot. That's your poster right there. Like, the, you know, the... The big opening, and they've got like their their ACU non lethal guns, and they're like looking, and they you pan down. Ooh, camera comes through the hole, pans down over top of their heads, and then there's the jeep down there, you know, and the tree. They throw they throw ropes over and rappel down. to it, you know what I mean. Okay, so that's where they start their search, looking for it, and then go from there. All right, all right. So Act One's done. We're into Act Two. We got our team following the trail, the T Rex. So maybe we find some trails, some, some yeah. tracks, and we're investigating from there. Because at some point, it's got to lead us to. There's two things we need to see: raptor scene. Yep. Where we establish, yes, there's still raptors, and some kind of engine was up to something moment. Yeah. Some kind of like out in the middle of the paddock, there is a research station, or something. Yeah. I don't know Ooh. quite what. That okay. Do you want to acknowledge the spinosaurus existing? Okay, got okay. it. Okay. Alright. So they're they're following this like game trail. Yes. Because you've got Big Game Hunter, not Muldoon, who's like, well, this is a game trail, you know. Stupid side note, he's the only one not carrying a non-lethal. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, well, this is a game trail, and let's follow the game trail. So they start following this game trail, and there's a break in the timber like the jungle okay it opens up into like almost savannah like you know okay okay where grass has maybe gotten a little tall little throwback stay out of the tall grass stay out of the tall grass he stops he stops at the edge of the tall grass but in the distance he sees a building confused why there's a building that's in the not on any map that's not on any map why there's a building in the middle of hamada the knows nothing about it so hey hamada come here for a second what the hell is that thing i don't know what it is it's not on any maps but let's go check it out reaches out and stops him with his arm and says we shouldn't go into that grass and hamada knowing you know what was on the island said. Do you just want to repeat the dialogue from the first movie? That we, if we hurry now, we can make that before dark. No, we can't. Why not? Because we're being hunted. Right. Yes. And then Hamada goes, "There's no raptors on this island," and they kind of look at each other, right? And that's when you hear it faintly, 
you know, the little clicking purr that it makes. And they kind of go, oh, shit. I think they know there's raptors. Yeah. Maybe maybe change the dialogue a little bit and Hamada says, there's not supposed to be raptors. I see. I, I think the time they've been there, they know there's raptors. Okay, that's fair. But, I mean, that's that would be my setup. Okay. No, I like I like the tall grass scene. I like the run to get to the bunker. I like that. Uh, so we we have a run to get to the bunker. We can homage a little bit uh, Lost World. One to... of my my favorite scenes from Lost World is when the guy's got the light and turns around and the raptor just jumps out of nowhere on him. Uh, it could be like dusk almost, mm-hmm. you know, sort of the failing the fading light being hunted. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If we can hur- if we hurry now, we can make it to the bunker before yeah before dark. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, so we lose some red shirts there. And we have to give our boy, not Muldoon, a glory shot. Because here's one other thing. And, and I, I, it always bugs me about, about these movies. I think the only exception is Jurassic World, right? We never see a dinosaur get shot. Yeah. I think in Jurassic World, one gets blown up. And it's, yep. it's framed more of a, oh, you monsters, how could you hurt that poor dinosaur? No, I want a moment. And I'm going to get real nitpicky about this moment. I want a moment where we're about to recreate the first Muldoon set, the clever girl, and he flips the table. Where Muldoon sees they're out there, Muldoon's setting up on a shot, and, and we're getting that creation of, of oh no, he's going to go out the same way, right? right? Only as the raptor's sneaking up, Muldoon just turns and goes, not clever enough. Boom! Dead raptor. I like it. I want, some, I want vengeance for Muldoon, Dan. I do, too. I missed that character. He was uh, awesome. Uh, so then we get into our bunker. Yeah. We've got, we got our big, suspenseful chasing to do, you know, lose some red shirts there. So maybe we're down to, like, our main four and two more red shirts. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we get to the bunker. That isn't on the map. We get in. Uh, that's where our, our computer systems guy, he can, yep. he can Hudson run a bypass on it, you know. We're in. We're closed. We're safe from the Raptors. But we know when we leave again, we got more Raptors to deal with. What's in that bunker? It's, a, it's an entrance. Okay. Okay. To an underground set something? of stairs. Okay. 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 Dark. Yes. Right. Yes. Ominous. Set of stairs. Just like the safety bunker. Just like the, the safety. We're gonna. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna load. We're gonna load it with throwbacks to the original can, yeah. and the new one. Because we can go back to the sets from the first movie, and it, it would have all been built at the same time. Would have yeah. the same architecture. Yeah. It's a little more, you know. Uh, a little more defunct. It's been a while. Things are cracked. A little crack in the foundation. That ominous drip, mm-hmm. drip, drip. It hasn't water. had any maintenance in twenty years. You yeah. Know? So they're walking through, right? And then it opens up into like a huge, like holding pen. Okay. Like a holding area. You know what I mean? An underground holding area. Or like, I'm I trying... was thinking lab. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like a lab where they're. You might have a cage for like a more full-grown, but mm-hmm. not quite full-grown dinosaurs, but not as like cheesy as what we got in Jurassic Park Three. You know what I mean? Like they can tell okay. it's a secondary lab. They don't know what it's for, right? And right. maybe maybe the paleontologist finds like an old binder. We start digging through it. Start digging our, through our tech. Our tech guy starts booting up some computers. And she's looking, and she's listing off dinosaur names 
that and she goes this these were not on anybody's list they're they're growth observation charts yes yes like uh newborn x length right Mm -hmm. 10 weeks weight length weight you know stuff like that shows extreme extreme violence at this many weeks you know stuff like that and then i think we should recognize the existence of spinosaurus fist bump you know, she Not, flips yes. it and goes, Spinosaurus. Because there were originally said, and this is something else I'm about to the first movie, and I had to look up because we don't see them all listed on screen. There were 15 species on the original park. Spinosaurus is not one of them. So, I'm with you on that. I like that idea. So, here's, I'm a, I'm a, so we're, we're, we're doing all that. We're, we're noticing, you know, we're going through data, we're looking at growth charts, and we're seeing there's a series of increasingly larger pens, right? Right. We get to the biggest one at the end of this row. There's nothing in it. But the door is open. What's this? So our one of our red shirts goes in, right? And he's looking around. He's like, this is just a big empty room. What's in here? And then we see... Dug through the concrete. There's a giant hole in the back of the pen. Uh, hey, boss man, you need to come take a look at this. We then realize this is the off, you know, black book, off record, uh, advanced whatever facility where they were working on breeding species uh, that were not on the original list for whatever reason. In this case, being might be too dangerous for us to even mess with, right? Right. Right. Now we we have a scene where we call back in our progress to Ms. Ronnie. And Ms. Ronnie is happy now because here's the thing: we've been trying to get that T Rex right because that's that's the big thing. We got to have that T Rex right. Ms. Ronnie's happy now because you know what this means: we got something bigger than a T Rex. We can we can beat bio biosyn. This is a species biosyn does not have embryos for. Yeah, this is another thing we can. You guys have got to get this thing. Whatever this thing is, you guys have got to get this thing. I'm changing your mission parameters. The T Rex can wait. I want this thing. And they're all eligible, you know, uh, uh, Hamada is objecting. We have no idea what this species is. We've never encountered it before. We don't have protocols. We, there's 15 species on this island, and we have protocols that we've tried and true to recapture every single one of the species. I have no idea what this is. You're capturing this thing. Changes up the, changes things up a bit, right? So now, now, we follow out this tunnel that's dug, and now we're tracking a Spinosaurus. But you know what I'm setting up to, right? Yeah. You know what is coming, right? Yeah. So we get to our scene. We, we get out of the bunker, we've escaped the raptors, we're tracking it, we think we found it, we notice some kind of, uh, um, maybe not another game trail, but we, we notice some kind of, what you got, what you got, what you got? The the nest from Lost World, the T-Rex nest, dead dead uh, herbivores laying yes. around, you know, and it's... We walk, yeah, so they... they big st- kill site. They stumble into it, and they're like, what the hell is this? What, this is so weird. And the paleontologist is like, you know, picks up pieces and goes, this is a crushed egg. We're in a nest. We need to leave now. And then, boom, boom, boom. We're like, oh, shit, what is this? Oh, no. And they're getting ready, because we think we got the T-Rex. We think we got it, right? It's not the T-Rex. Spinosaurus. Oh shit! Everyone hits the fan. The the here, say goodbye to our next two red shirts because they're going right off the bat, right? Right. Just right off. 
Uh, Hamada gets some shots off with his taser cannon, whatever thing we give him. We'll make it up later. Uh, and then the thing ain't slowing down. It's just pissing him off. We're getting off. Uh, not Muldoon gets a couple shots off from his whatever big boar, Barrett 50 cal, whatever he's got. That ain't slowing it down either. That just pissed it off. We're running. We're running. We uh, we we get to what like a cave or something where we have like a temporary fraction of safety. We're we're clutching for life. Like oh shit, oh shit, and then all of a sudden you just hear, you hear, that roar. In the background, and the spinosaurus stops and it turns and it walks away, and then they're all like, "What the fuck was that?" And the paleontologist just starts shaking. She goes, "I know that roar." T Rex. I like it. Rexy. The OG. I like it. Which leads us to the big fight between them, which saves our heroes. So our heroes regroup now. They've, they've lost both of them. You know, we see a big fight between the, uh, the Spinosaurus and the T-Rex. Cool as in the last movie. It doesn't go down the same way when Jurassic Park 3. Rexy holds its own, but they break off. They break off. Because Rexy's just defending his nest. Spinosaurus runs off. So now our team is regrouping. And we had this moment where, okay, well, what do we do now? We found both of them. Which one's the priority? We know what, we know what Ms. Ronnie wants, but we have other reasons for this. What do we do? What can we possibly do? What do we do, Jay? Okay. 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 Hamada. Yes. Science nerd. Yes. And paleontologist. Yes. Go after Rex. Okay. Okay. Not Muldoon says, I got this covered. Hamada's like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you go by yourself. And he says, I got this covered. Right? Okay. Goes back to the bunker. Okay. The bunker that we were at before. Okay. The, the right? research bunker. Starts searching it. Okay. Looking for whatever he can find. Big, lethal weapons. Because he doesn't care what Masrani says. He's taking this thing down. He's a big game hunter. Right? He's going to get revenge for his uncle. He's going to do it all. I got it. I got it. <laughs> he's going back through the bunker. And as he's going through lockers and whatnot, he finds um, uh, a, a, what do you want to call it? Security armory, something, whatever. He opens it up. It was put there by Muldoon. It's at all. Because it's coded to get in. And he sees a hat hanging on it. And he goes, I know that hat. He punches in something, whatever, only Muldoon would know it opens up. And in there, Muldoon's rifle. His spare vest, a rifle, whatever you want to make it up, it's Muldoon's. What you got? You got okay. something. Wheels are turning and I can see okay. it. Okay. He's got, so he he sees the locker. Like, let, let's let's change a little bit. It's a personal locker. He sees locker. lockers. Yes, yes, with yes. With names. That makes and then more he's, sense. he's wiping off, like, a little bit of crust because it's geothermal. You know, maybe a little build-up. And he wipes one off and he sees O-O-N. And he starts wiping it off more. And you see Muldoon. And you see R. Muldoon. And it's the only one that has a keypad on it. Yeah. It's the only locked so locker. So he, he types in, let's say, his birthday or something. Something he knows. And it opens. You know, the light turns from red to green. Pops it open. There's a hat. Spare vest. Right? Keys. And then keys some huge like a huge rifle and i'm just gonna throw it in rocket right. launcher okay and then a flask, flask. of whiskey yes <laughs> so the next thing we see we all we see is that that locker open and the next thing we hear is just the whining and turning over of something 
And then it... Let's go full-on Ghostbusters Ecto-1 reveal. We cut to uh, a garage door sliding open. We see the, the, the license plate. It kicks on. The lights kick on. And boom! Flies out of gas-powered Jurassic Park Jeep. It says... You see the license plate says JP... Says JPRM. Ooh. His <laughs> personal ride. His own Jeep, right? So this Opens is now called up. Jurassic Park Justice for Muldoon. Yeah. That's the new title. Yeah. Opens sorry, up sorry, and... sorry. Jurassic Park Muldoon's Revenge. There you go. <laughs> Just opens up. He drives out. He's got. Yes. He's loaded to the teeth, and you know, and he's even wearing the hat, just for the hell of it. We see. Yeah, yeah. So it drives off. We cut to him in the cockpit, putting the hat on with one hand, pulling out the flask with the other. Yes. On a mission. Yes. I like it. So now we've got. But that's perfect because now we got an A plot and a B plot. Yeah. So we cut to our other team as they're trying to track down the T Rex. And they realize T-Rex is bred. Somehow. Um, and, and... That's not a plot. That's not a plot hole. We should only have one T-Rex. And do we know how many T-Rexes were See, on there? so when I say, like, okay, when I was okay, saying nest, okay. I mean just, like, kill site. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, I not like necessarily that. a nest, but... A kill site. A kill site. Okay, okay. And that's that when the paleontologist is examining, like, bones. And she's kind of, like, looking... And, like, maybe she puts her fingers in it to, like, measure distance mm-hmm. and depth and circumference and says... And Muldoon can be the one who says, I know what this is. This is a kill site. And then she says that... And then she goes, I know what this is. It's a T-Rex. And so that's when it sets up. I like it. Okay. So instead okay. of crushed eggs, right? I like it. I okay. like it. I like it. So, okay. They're trying to... Hamada and our team are trying to recapture the T-Rex. Yeah. How do we do that? I'm thinking, because we know ooh, we've got okay. It's got to, it, it has to sort of work, but not fully work because our hero moment is going to be the T Rex killing the Spinosaurus. Okay, I got it. Okay, all right. Okay, they're like we're going to recapture it. Okay, we know that the T Rex is like most animals will probably be incapacitated with electricity. Mm-hmm. They have electric fences, so we're going to set up some sort of trap. To get it to run into, like, through a fence and maybe get it shocked just enough to knock it out. Like a depowered fence so it's not yeah. full of 50,000 volts. See, so then we put the computer guy to use, right? We've got Hamada. Ooh. Okay. Hamada's trying to be the hero. You know, he's like, I can do this. Something happens. He twists his ankle. Something. Somehow he goes down. And the paleontologist has to be the bait. Or is that too much Jurassic World running from... No, no, no. We can... we can. I, I like where you're going. Backtrack a bit. So, Hamada is is, is frustrated because he's lost his team. Um, and the, uh, the paleontologist or someone says to him, you know, this is your specialty. How, how do you guys... You said you had a contingency for capturing every dinosaur. What was your plan to catch the T-Rex? And he said, well, the plan was to corner it and overwhelm it with force and put it down with electricity. I lost my team. I don't have my resources. I don't know how we're supposed to do that. Then the tech person can say, well, we're only blah, blah, away from the original perimeter fence. It was designed for 50,000 volts, but we don't have to crank it up to full blare. So there, they, they start working together, pooling resources. Hamada knows how to capture it. The tech person knows how to get the fence up and running, and the paleontologist knows how to bait it in. So they're working as a team. They're doing yeah. that. Cut back to Muldoon, who's now tracking the Spinosaurus. Who just got into a fight, so maybe he's following a, a Spinosaurus blood trail? Yeah. Okay. He is a big game hunter. Yes. 
right? He's he, in his element. Okay, so he's got the Jeep, pulls up out of the Jeep, starts looking around. He's looking for fresh tracks. He spots blood. So he leaves the Jeep behind, right? He's going to leave it parked where it's at and starts heading into the, the bush after the Spinosaurus tracking the blood trail. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, I we need him to catch up with him at some point in time. They gotta get into some kind of encounter where he thinks he has the drop on him. That doesn't quite work. He's got that rocket launcher, so he's setting up, and he's he thinks he's he's in a he's in what a hunting blind or something. He's yeah. put together. Yeah. He thinks he's got the he maybe he goes by a water uh, a creek or a river or something where he you know it's a game it, it might come to get water he gets lucky he comes here to get water and as as he's setting up <coughs> he fires on it again with the rifle rifle doesn't do any good well now the spinosaurus is pissed and it's looking around like where did that come from so he pulls out the rocket launcher he's got one chance with this rocket launcher right and he's he's about to fire on the rocket launcher and then the spinosaurus hears the T Rex roar which we'll get to why in a second. And at the last second, it turns to take off towards the roar. He misses with the rocket launcher. Take that back. He just he just straight misses with the rocket launcher. Now it's pissed. It's coming for him. He gets out of the blind right as the Spinosaurus like destroys it with its tail or something like knocks the whole treetop yep. off. Right. Yeah. So he hits the ground. He rolls. He's running back to the jeep. He gets to the jeep in time. And now we've got a, sort of a recreation of that T Rex chase. Yeah. Where he's he's in the jeep flooring it, trying to outrun the Spinosaurus. And meanwhile, our other team, and he's radioing like, you know, this thing is on me. It's pissed off. Uh, you know, and, and they're saying, well, we've got kind of got our own problems over here. So we cut back to them, and their uh, their, their plan was we're going we're gonna to bait in the T-Rex, right? So we bait the T-Rex in. Maybe we get to a part where there's a, a hole in the fence that maybe you know, the T-Rex knocked a hole that we didn't see in the first movie. Yeah. But uh, we reposition the wires, so they're basically like dangling wires. Uh, and we've turned on the juice enough to shock it, but not enough to kill it. So we get the T-Rex to get in there. And, and as these two plot lines are converging, now our characters are, are you know, Muldoon's literally bringing, sorry, not Muldoon, is bringing the Spinosaurus to the T-Rex. We we see them, their, their plan doesn't quite work. It does work. It shocks the T-Rex, but again, it just pisses it off. I'm like, oh, I lowered the dosage of you know, the voltage yeah. too much. It didn't really work. He's just mad now. So now we got a pissed off Spinosaurus and a pissed off T-Rex. Our characters collide. They have a giant battle. T-Rex is left standing. T-Rex is left standing, but super exhausted. Yes. From the, I mean, it's epic, epic battle. Way more epic than Jurassic Park three, and I'm gonna say more epic than the Jurassic World raptor I mean, we're not gonna have a surprise mosasaurus attack no, or nothing no yet. okay just huge lot of roaring fighting posturing all that good stuff okay takes down the spinosaurus it's exhausted it like looks at <coughs> looks at these people and like takes a few steps towards it towards the people and then just collapses i like it and then as it's on the ground, <coughs> Hamada comes up to it and puts something on it. The capture collar or something. Yeah. Or calls in. Ooh. He's got a tranquilizer left. Yeah. He's Maybe he's lost his rifle, but he's got a dart left. So as it's asleep, he gets up to it close enough to hit it with the tranquilizer dart. Calls it in. Gets on the radio and we see helicopter. Like a big cargo lifter coming in 
So yeah, so there's our, our shot is the, the helicopter's coming in, we get the overhead, we get Hamada looking at the T-Rex that he's finally recaptured, and thinking back to, you know, maybe he's got like the dog tags or the name patches or whatever of his guys, and he's reflecting on that. The paleontologist <coughs> is, is in awe of being this close to the the, uh, the dinosaur. We cut back to Muldoon, who's who's takes off his hat, and, you know, his, his uncle's hat, and drinks a toast to him, and pours out the rest of the flask. Uh... Uh, and then cut to black, and then after credit scene. Yeah. What do we do? We need some some epilogue on this. What you got? Okay. Okay. All right. Stick with me here. Okay. Okay. So we have InGen bought okay. out by Maserati. Mm-hmm. We have Biosyn. Okay. All right. Now this is an obscure reference. Okay, I love those. Okay, an obscure reference, but at some point in time, when they're looking for Nedry in Jurassic Park, Hammond says, call Nedry's people. Okay. The lines are dead. Who are Nedry's people? We don't know. mid credit scene, right? Okay, ACU's got everything. We see the helicopter fly off, right? And then we see it. We kind of like that. We have like a panning shot of the helicopter flying with the T-Rex. Like it's a point of view from somebody standing on the island somewhere. Okay. And we kind of pull back and there's a team of like four guys. Right? Okay. And they're on a road. Walking down the road. Kind of like what you said at the beginning. Tie it back Book, in. Bookended just like the prologue? Yes. Tie it back in. We see them. someone wearing that stupid straw hat. Right? Dodson. Okay. We've got Dodson here? Yeah. Yeah. You think it's Dodson. Okay. Again, okay. Right? okay. Okay. And they walk and they find this Jeep. Right? And then they go to, they, they find this dug up mud, right? And then it cuts to the person standing there. And all he just says is, shit, they got here first. Then you hear the coo of a Dilophosaurus in the background. Okay, I want to back it up. I don't, okay. I don't want to, they wouldn't still be looking for the Barbersole can 10 yeah, years yeah, later. All right, be, all right. It, be, it yeah. wouldn't be any good. Yeah. I did want to do something about the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. Maybe back in the bunker, we have some information about the Dilophosaurus. Because here's... So, the Dilophosaurus is awesome in the first movie. You never see any movie after that. Because, post-Jurassic Park 1, we discovered how completely wrong we were about what the Dilophosaurus was. So, maybe in that bunker, we can tie that storyline up with the Dilophosaurus in Jurassic Park wasn't really a pure Dilophosaurus. They were already messing with genetic tampering. Yeah. What if... Okay, what if they're not looking for the Barbasol can, but you see, like, other patches are... Um, what is it, Biosyn? Yeah. Because there was a team we never knew about who was also trying to find the T-Rex. So, okay, that's... I feel like that's more of an end credits teaser. You're just trying to set up, what, that Biosyn was there trying to get something else again? Yeah, but then you hear the Dilophosaurus. I was just trying to tie back in the Dilophosaurus somewhere. Like that, you know, you hear that sound, you know what it is after you see the first movie. Something that says, these guys are boned. You know what I mean? But I don't know what guys it would be. I just don't want to repeat the same tag we have at the beginning of the movie at the end of the movie. Yeah. I think the tag needs to be... Okay, okay. 
So they're in the bunker and they discover while they're trying to figure out what these pens are for, which ends up being the Spinosaurus, we see their files on Dilophosaurus. And the paleontologist says something like, that's not a Dilophosaurus. And they start digging in and, and the tech guy is like, well, it says it, it, uh, the Dilophosaurus DNA sample wasn't complete, so they spliced in uh, this, 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 and this. You know, rattlesnake and this and this and, and created... Uh, what they were calling Dilophosaurus. We, so we, we, we hear a little, so we, we set up in the back of the minds that they've already been playing with this, okay? So, movie, rest of the movie plays out like we just said. We get that end credit scene of the containment team coming in and pouring out the flask and all that kind of stuff. And then we, we um, cut to cut to credits and the credits are sort of like a photo montage of newspaper clippings of like Ms. Ronnie group announces you know Jurassic World to open next year or whatever and we see like a photo montage kind of of like what happened from then directly from from after we recaptured them all at the building that end credit stinger uh we see Henry Wu I'm spitballing this we see Henry Wu in an office and he's he's uh, on his phone saying, uh, I I I know you guys or I know I I know I promised you results or I promised you something, but I never expected InGen to come back and make me an offer like this before. So if you don't want to up it, I'm going back to InGen. We don't see who was on the phone. Um, and we see him hang up the phone, and on his his desk there's uh, files uh, that say um, whatever Gene Splicing Project X or something, and, and we see like a photo of of uh, the Dilophosaurus, and then underneath that is maybe like a um, like a blueprint, but like a X-ray thing of like the Indominus skull. Like he's already been working on that. And then on the other end of the phone, uh, we we cut to the person on the other end of the phone saying, um, "We just lost Wu. Tell me we've got some results." We pull back, and it's a big lab with the Biosyn logo on it, and we see. Uh, some other scientist, the person on the other phone was, was um, Dotson. Dotson, who is now correct age, the beginning scene, he was aged down. Um, now he's, 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 you know, 10, whatever years older. Uh, his scientist says, um, well, losing Wu is going to hurt. He was our head of the blah, blah, blah project. But this other project is showing really good results, and they cut to, it's an upgraded Dilophosaur hybrid of... I don't know. So it, it's it's in the thing we always wanted to see from Jurassic Park uh, that we never got, and I don't think really fits in this movie, but I still want to do a movie of is the genetic crossbreeding of dinosaurs. Yeah. Which to me, they never went far enough with. Well, hey, it's okay because if we make money on the in between quill, we can roll out genetic crossbreed dinosaurs. I'd watch that. I would. <laughs> I want to watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, not Muldoon. I also... See, this is why yeah. great minds think alike. I also was trying to think of a way to get a Muldoon-type character involved. Um, also, that has to be a conversation at some point in time between not Muldoon and the rest of the team. To reveal his, yeah. his maybe, personal motives. Maybe after they make it to the bunker right away and survive the raptors that... Uh, you know, they're kind of sitting around before they start digging into the in-gen. just want to make sure I didn't forget anything from my notes in the margins here. No, I think that covered everything I had, man. Except for one tidbit about the uh, gate from Jurassic World being built with reclaimed wood from the original doors. 
which for some reason I felt the need to write down. I had a whole prequel movie about the doors, is what it was. Just the ah, Jurassic Park yeah. door. Yeah. The Jurassic Park door. An hour and a half. About Called them. Jurassic Door. Yeah, it was just them uh, taking the doors off the hinges and refinishing the wood and hanging them back up. Yeah. Planing it down, you know, yeah, Jurassic sanding. Jurassic Park, we've got wood, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got wood. We've got wood here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I like it. Uh, and that's, again, the story we always wanted to see is how did we get from A to B? How did we recapture these? And, you know... I guess if we have more time working something about how did the T-Rex survive, um, maybe cut to like some kind of post, uh, or, or in that, that closing montage, you know, show the, the T-Rex in its new habitat, uh, and maybe throw in some, some nods to a Jurassic World, which will come up, and you know, I don't know. Um, oh. Yeah. Ah, what you got? Okay, I got this. All right. So, I like your photo montage. Of the Jurassic World being built, right? And I was thinking sort of level, you know the opening to Watchmen? Where they go through like vignettes of different scenes? No? no okay, yeah. never mind. But I like, no, I like what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying, okay? Then, so that's as the credits are rolling. Then we have, usually you have like a mid-credit scene. Uh-huh. And then you have like the long the list of credits. Yeah. And then you have the post-credit scene. Okay. Okay. So you have your photo montage, and then your mid-credit scene is, it's it's jungle, mm-hmm. camera pulls out, there's a T-Rex laying, like, down, you know, it's head down, right? And you kind of, like, are going past it, and then the eye opens, and it stands up and kind of looks around, right? And then all you hear in the distance is, bah. Right? And it just pulls out and you see that it's the T-Rex in its new habitat. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it hears the goat and it's like, I know what that is. It'd just be like a fun kind of like, hey. A little stinger. Yeah. Okay. And then we have the the post-credit scene that okay. only the diehard fans would stick around for. Everybody else will stick around and be like, ah, oh, it's the goat. Oh, I get it. You know? Okay. And then I just like, I thought that'd be fun. I'm fine little... with that. Maybe? No. Oh my god, dude, no. I got it. Okay. okay. I'm taking that idea. We're putting it in the main story. How do we attract the T-Rex to us? With a goat. Someone has a file of the goat bleat sound, and we hook it up to a speaker, and that's how we attract it. Nice. <laughs> Just comes busting out through the jungle like, where's the goat? <laughs> like it. Yes. Uh. Well, there you go. That's our pitch for Jurassic Park Aftermath or Jurassic Park Muldoon's Revenge, uh, whatever you want to call it. But that's the story we always wanted to see. We want to see more of the original island post what happened. We want to fill in those direct gaps. I guess we didn't really pay off the Tim cameo, but we can get into that later, I guess. I don't know. but yeah, let us know. What do you think of the ideas? Would you watch that? Is there any giant plot hole we forgot to address? Uh, is there anything left over from the first movie you want to see or something mentioned in the world that you want fleshed out more? Let us know, and uh, maybe we'll do yet another sequel. But until then, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.